I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. I'm Kate. This is Mike. And today we have a fun, sort of short and sweet, practical episode for you. Sometimes our stuff is practical. Sometimes it's more philosophical. But today it's practical because... In... That's our middle name is Practicality. Well, that's your middle name. Not Actually, really. I'm pretty practical too. So today we are talking about our best five tips for packing up and moving. Mike, how many times have you moved in your life? When we finally move into our house... That update is our closing got pushed back a week. Yeah. Just because with the bank for the approval of the mortgage to release the money needed the house to be a little bit more complete than it would be on the originally scheduled closing date. So, yeah, house update. Looking fun. It's going to be fun. I'm yeah. Really so we're excited. moving in two weeks, although by the time this episode comes out, we might already be in. I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway, but, we're but, in the spirit of moving and packing right now. Right. So we thought we'd do an episode about moving and packing. Yeah, some people will be like, well, I never move, so what's the point of this episode? They can just skip it and not listen to it. That's correct. I want to give it a shout out to <laughs> Noah Levy, who is a sometimes listener of the podcast. So Noah, if you are listening to this episode, there's your shout out. I also want to give we out said a shout last out. night at dinner, we were going to take his shout out over three episodes because he's like, oh, draw. He doesn't out. listen to every single episode, right. but he listens sometimes. And then also to my mother, who I also found out listens to the podcast. So shout out to my mama, Christian Northrup. If you're listening, mom, although this episode would totally not be relevant to you because you're never going to move again. My mom moved into the house she currently lives in, in the year 19. 81. And yeah, but a lot of the I don't think application gonna, of this podcast will this go This would totally into, apply to decluttering. Right. Yeah. Your mom's been doing a lot about that. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll change the title to our five best tips for decluttering, packing, and moving. That would be better. That would be better. Yeah, that's a good title. It'll hit more. more um, so yeah, to answer your question, when we move into our house, it'll be my 20th move since 2001. I was 18 and that's when I went to college. Yeah. And that does not include like me moving home in the summer between freshman and sophomore year. So that would technically be 21 one moves. And then in add, 16 years. Yeah. And then you add in my entire moves, my childhood and stuff, that would take it up to 25 because I was born in Wyoming and then moved to Kansas and then Alabama, then Louisiana, and then Indiana. And in, in Indiana, it was like kindergarten moving forward. So. That's like 25 moves. It's a lot of moving. In 34 years. I, on the other hand, lived in the same house my entire childhood. My mother still lives in that house, and I think it's her forever home for sure. So she's lived there like 36 years. And I lived there. She still lives there. And then I lived in a couple different dorms in college, but I actually lived in the same house the last two years of college. I lived in the same place all six years while I lived in, in New York college? City. Oh, in New York City. In New York City, I lived in the same place. And then my moving really began when I met you. So since I met you in 2011, I counted that I have moved nine times. Yeah. So you tripled my moving. I like it. And now... Because I moved I'm, every year in college. 
Yeah, most people and do. Then, That's yeah. normal. I just, I like to be in one place. So I have to say, I'm so excited to move into this house. And I told Mike that once we move in, I am not leaving before five years. I think we'll live there a lot longer, but I'm just like, I'm not leaving before five years unless some sort of catastrophic event happens and we have to. But I'm really ready to stay in one place because we've moved together either every few weeks or once a year, or I guess we stayed in our last place like two and a half years. So that was actually a nice long time. Mm -hmm. And we've been together six years. Yeah. And we've been living in this little apartment, which I like to call the hovel for two months. And then, so we're going to move again. We just moved two months ago. We're moving again. So we move a lot, but no more. And this is our last one for a long time. But Mike is kind of an expert at moving. I'm actually pretty good at it myself. I moved myself to New York all by myself. I packed up my little Jetta wagon and moved in on my own, which, you know, I didn't have that much stuff, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But I've done many moves by myself. And so we have five tips for you today to make decluttering, packing, and moving more seamless and pleasurable for you. Plus, I actually have a bonus tip. Okay. Bonus. My first tip, we'll just alternate. My first tip is when you're going through your stuff, if you haven't used it in a year, get rid of it. Because unless it's like a keepsake, which is my tip number two, so I'll talk to you about that in a second. If you haven't used it in a year, you're not going to use it. So let it go. So some people say six months. I say a year because like, let's say during my pregnancy, I didn't use some of my clothes for a year because I was too pregnant to wear them. But that just that rule doesn't always apply. So but I think within a year, it's a pretty good rule. If you haven't used it, get rid of it. And that really helps because Mike's first tip is. Well, pregnancy, like, yeah, pregnancy is a big like like it's a whole nother category. Yeah, well, that's the state of life that that's the right. stage of life that I'm in. So it's, no, correct. So like that stuff. I, I thought you, it was worth addressing. No, no, no. I agree with you 100 percent because usually you're not gonna, you know, you probably go be able to wear your clothes before. Not usually, but maybe sometimes. I was able to wear my clothes again. Most of them, not all of them. Right. Some I wanted them. to say that more eloquently, and it came out like completely butchered. That is not what I meant by any of that. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> I was Everybody's saying it, it different. Was awkward. Everybody's body no, is different. No, I just meant to say that yeah, during pregnancy, yes, you're gaining weight because you're yes. producing a child. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Anywho, what's um, your first tip, honey? Because this, this is a good so, segue. So basically going with what Kate just said, if you haven't used it in a year, you want to kind of start a little bit earlier. What I find... Which is Mike's tip too. Right. Yeah. So my tip one would actually be start earlier to go with Kate's stuff because what ha- what I end up finding happens is that everybody's like, okay, I have a move coming up in two months, and then they start packing one day before they have to move or before like a moving truck's coming or before they have to rent. So then you're at the point where you just start throwing everything away or you just like give it to Goodwill or you just pack up all of this stuff that you don't actually need. So what will be really interesting is when we go to our house and we start unpacking boxes because we've had a lot of stuff in storage. It's like, what do we actually need in here? And we got rid of a lot we got, before we... Yeah, because that, that was the eBay conversation. Like, that's, we sold so much stuff on eBay before that. So That's actually a good episode. I'm going to write that down. You should have a whole eBay episode. Okay. And then we should bring Jenny on, Yeah, actually. Actually, so, that would be really fun. Yeah. Okay. So the start early conversation would be... That helps identify what Kate just said, what you haven't used in a year. And then my number one would be what does that word say eliminate eliminate before the move okay that looks like before before the move so don't make i write perfectly clearly <laughs> okay 
Well, do you know Heidi had to ask me what you wrote on the last grocery list? Remember, you two would get on me about not reading my handwriting, but she texted me about that. That. The- <laughs> My penmanship is fine. I know it is. I just can't read what you wrote on a piece of paper. God, so, you're getting very sensitive about your handwriting. No, it's okay. Yeah, so you're able, the earlier you start, you're able to eliminate before we move. And, and then it, you're not rushed. Correct. So you're not, you don't end up like throwing piles of stuff you don't need in a box and then paying somebody to move it or using your own energy. Yeah, you picking up a box. To move stuff that you didn't even want in the first place. Like, it's easier to put it in a box and move it to the Salvation Army or Goodwill so you don't have to deal with it again. Then it's sort of like the one-touch rule. Right. And almost everything I've ever taken to Goodwill, I don't remember what it is. I think there's been like one thing in our entire relationship that I was like, where's that thing? And you were like, oops, I got rid of it. But honestly, there was one. I don't remember. I don't see now. Now now it doesn't matter. In the moment, I was pissed. But honestly, like that's not bad for six and a half years because Mike is a Mr. Virgo. Like he loves to get rid of stuff. Hills. I have fish stuff out of the recycling because I'm like, excuse me. I'm still using this. But like what? What would I put in the recycling? that you fish? Oh, you've just I I don't tell you about it, but sometimes. (laughs) Are you hoarding trash? No. You do love to throw things away. Oh, I do. I will say this. When you're going through and eliminating, you know, it's a really straightforward question to ask yourself the Marie Kondo question from the life-changing magic of tidying up. Does this spark joy? Because the truth is, it either sparks joy or it doesn't. And that's it. Like, that is a straightforward question. I used to have a lot more complicated questions that I would go through with my feng shui clients. Like, do I need this? Do I use this? Does it reflect who I am right now in my life? Does it reflect who I want to be in the future? And those questions are all great. But honestly, the question, does this spark joy? Yes or no? And if it's a no, get rid of it. I would rather live with five things that spark joy than 50 things that are just like, okay. Because empty space actually feels really good in a home. I love empty space. You know, it's because I remember our last place. Like, remember when we were looking at the house that we're about to buy? And I was like, man, I don't know if the living room area is going to be big enough for our couches and stuff. And it's because our last place had a really large living room that was wide. It went yeah. very wide. But on the sides of that, we had stuff. We had, like, bookshelves, right? And so toys. It, and toys. Which is fine. I mean, the toys are fine. But in the bookshelves were fine, too. But it just it really cluttered it up. And I remember when we moved all that stuff out, I was like, wow, it's really nice to have nothing in here. And I really am envious of Moby sometimes because his Instagram posts. But he is like the he has a piano in a room and that's it. Like he has one piano. Yeah. He has like zero furniture. Like he's really, really minimal. He's a major minimal. And I just really like that because right now I'm looking around our living room and just or our kitchen well, area. This place. No, I know. No, I'm not just, but I'm just saying for an example of, well, we are also getting to the point where we're moving, so we're far, like, not tidying up. I have let go of my vigilance about keeping things tidy. I know. Every corner just is, like, cluttered. Yeah, it is. Although I did clean up that little surface over there a little bit this morning. Yeah, because we actually might, I'm going to ask Michael and Julia if they they want that. Yeah, they should. Yeah. So it is to have blank space is really easy it's good on our minds like Blank it's, space it's is really good for good. our minds yeah it's, so it's good true. for our minds and just having that empty space so when we do because we're about to move into a house that is bigger than we currently live now bigger than i've ever it's bigger than i've ever well, lived maybe in. i don't know if it's bigger than my childhood home collectively but all the rooms are definitely bigger like my childhood home the rooms yeah. are tiny there's just a lot of them yeah and so i know we're gonna have a lot of empty space and i think one of the things that we 
we get uncomfortable. It's like being in a hospital waiting room and nobody knows what to do, right? Or being in like a waiting room and everybody's like, okay, I got to be on my phone. You know, it's like instead of just being there and being in the moment and just like, it's so funny because I'll go to places and I see everybody else kind of is on their phone and I'll just sit there. And I'll just look around and I just watch people. And that's not easy. Like, I want to be like, oh, what's on Instagram? Let's check it out. But just like stopping and doing that. So it's the same thing within our house. Bless you. Woo. All right. Let's give a bless you to Kate. Really dumbed down. Kate is one of the loudest sneezers I know. This was not a loud sneeze. You really need to blow the ears off our podcast listeners. But yeah, so the same thing with our house as we're... No, I think metaphorically speaking, like leaving blank space in your home, you know, in the whole framework of do less that we've been working with over the last six months or so, or nine months, like leaving blank space in your home is a really great metaphor for creating more spaciousness in your life. So I really recommend that. My next tip is about keepsakes because I really struggle. It's really easy for me to be like, have I used this thing in a year? No. Well, then I'll get rid of it. But if it's like a photo or a beautiful card somebody gave me or like a piece of artwork now that Penelope made or something like that, I'm like, well, I mean, using this is kind of like, how do I determine if I've used this or not? So what we did is the year we got married... We got a decorative box from someone. You can get these at like TJ Maxx or Home Goods or something, but it was a decorative box with like a magnetic closure. And so one of our wedding gifts came wrapped in it. And so what we did is we labeled it wedding and then all the beautiful wedding cards that we wanted to save and just little like flotsam and jetsam from our wedding. Like, let's say one what of our is co- flotsam and jetsam. Well, flotsam and jetsam is actually a nautical term and it has to do with things in the water. So flotsam are things that float and the jetsam are things that don't float that are in the ocean. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> random I trivia like on the Kate and Mike show. So anyway, like random stuff. I just feel like it's hard for me to categorize it and know where it goes. So instead, we just created this beautiful box and it says wedding. And so anytime I need any paraphernalia or memorabilia from our wedding, it's in there. And that's a really easy box to store on the shelf because it's evenly spaced and it's easy to stack. And so it looks nice. Then we did the same thing with I got this idea from Diane Grover, who's the president at my mom's company, Christian Northrop Bank. Diane and my mom have been working together for 36 years, I think. Amazing. And Diane has a box for every year. So like she gets the same size box from Staples. There are these clear plastic bins. And so for every year, she has a box where she'll put in like cards that she wants to save or, you know, kind of like keepsake stuff. And so then those boxes are labeled and they go in her basement. So for every year, she has a box rather than just like piles of this random stuff that you know you don't want to get rid of but you don't know what else to do with so i think diane's an organizational genius and it's impressive it is really amazing and so diane i got that idea so i got a box for it was 2015 2016 i think i got a little bit too big of a box so anyway the year spilled over but whatever i can label it and then get the same size box because it was just from staples it would be easy to recreate Then we also have a box, one of those decorative boxes with the magnetic closure that says Penelope. And so little things like cards that people gave us that were really beautiful when Penelope was born or like footprint art that they make at daycare, like little things like that. The box is not huge, so it's not, you know, 
it's not only going to be endless amount of stuff, but like little Penelope keepsakes things I'll put in there. And that one will probably end up being Penelope like zero to three. And then we'll probably end up with more boxes over time. But to me, that's a really nice way to store things that we want to save that aren't technically things that you're using. So they wouldn't hit the have you used this in a year rule. But that's my tip for keepsakes. So honey, your next tip was the same as my final tip, which is get help. You want to talk about getting help? Yeah. For the keepsake, I'll just add a little piece. It's funny because I don't really have keepsakes. I mean, do I? You also don't have a lot of memories. That's true. It's true. Mike does not remember really much from his childhood. Right. I do have a lot of pictures that are in boxes that we have in boxes. Kept those because I know a lot of people like family heirlooms and those type of stuff. And I'd say the only thing with family heirlooms, because you hear this a lot, like, oh, my great, great, great grandfather made this chest. But then you might not actually like it. Right. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's okay to let it go. You know, it's okay to just have move it on to somebody else because there's antique shops that people love to shop in antique shops. And, and when you, you might not be an antique person. No. And when you hold on to things because you feel bad about getting rid of them or because they're valuable, but you don't actually like them, what that is saying to the universe is that you don't trust that you can actually have what you want. And so Ooh, it's wow. sort of like an energetic settling. This is a little feng shui lesson. One of the most powerful things you can do to open up new space for what you actually want in your life is let go of the things that are no longer serving you and that don't spark joy. So here's an example. We have a toy box that was actually my dad's toy box when he was a child. And we keep some of Penelope's toys in there. And I love it. It's beautifully painted. It's so cool. I'm like, wow, this is from the, you know, this is from the late 40s, early 50s. It's really beautiful. And it totally sparks joy every time I look at it. It's gorgeous. Versus, let's say I had this lamp from my grandmother. And the truth is, it didn't work very well. And like, I liked the idea of having my grandmother's lamp. But the truth is, it wasn't functional. And every time I looked at it, it kind of made me a little annoyed because it was just kind of, you know, taking up space. So we got rid of the lamp, even though it was my grandmother's, but it was like, I don't even know if he would remember. Oh, I got rid of it. So that's an example of two different keepsakes that I had a different emotional interaction with. And I let go of the one that did not spark joy. And I kept the one that did. And so there's a level of trust in that, that like you don't have to hold on to your relatives things in order to love them. You can still love your relatives and not keep their stuff. And that also you deserve and can have the things that serve you. So rather than keeping the smelly old couch just because it's there, I would rather have no furniture than furniture that I don't like. Because there is a spiritual law of abundance, which is the vacuum law of prosperity, which is that nature abhors a vacuum. And when you leave a vacuum in your life, when you let go of something that is taking up space, you will naturally attract something new. And if you're at that time vibrating at a frequency that would attract something beautiful, and you're really in that space of trusting that you can have what you want, then you will attract something new and beautiful that does spark joy. And by the way, this applies to people as well. I know a lot of women in particular will keep dating somebody just because they don't want to be alone. But what that does is they're filling the place of the person who really would like 
sweep this woman off her feet or blow her away. And instead, she's just like dating Joe Schmo because she doesn't trust. She doesn't believe that she can have any better. And so that spot is filled in her life. And so the universe does not send her dream man because Joe Schmo is taking up his spot. So this applies to a lot of different areas of your life. But letting go of stuff is super, super powerful metaphorically. Okay, back to getting help. I like that. Nice, Kate. Well, let me talk about the different ways of help because I'm really good at getting rid of things, right? You might not be that good at it. So, like, you just might not be good at getting rid of stuff. It might not be how your brain operates. You're like, this is too hard. It's like eliminating one shirt. It could be challenging for you, right? So it helps to look for a professional organizer or someone in your area that does this for a living. Or one of your friends who's like Mike. Correct. Or one of your friends. But you have to be, if you're going to hire someone that's your friend like me. Sometimes your friend will just be like, I'll sit with you. Yeah, you don't have to hire him. Or just to come with you, right? I remember your sister asked me to do this. Yeah. You know, and that was, I guess it helped her. I'm not sure. It does help to just have somebody else there. (laughs) It does. And so that was really great. But for that aspect as well, like you have to be open to receiving their feedback because a lot of times you may be like, well, it's a friend hanging out, but the friend will be like, yo, we got to like get a move on here and like move through some of this stuff and make decisions quickly because that is helpful with a friend like that. So it might be a friend. It might be a professional organizer. It might be, you know, like your mom or your dad or somebody in your life that will allow that to take place. So that is one thing you could do to get help with moving as well. It could be maybe somebody could help you move when you're actually moving like a U-Haul and you load the U-Haul truck up and then you move through it or they will help you load it and unload it, etc. Or you could just hire a moving company. And there's different, like we've hired moving companies in Maine where they don't wrap anything up. Like a couple times we moved, which I just thought, I've never actually hired a professional moving company. So I just thought that's what they did. And then we just hired this last moving company that literally wrapped every single item that was not in a box up. And it took way longer. Tremendous attention to Um, detail. Besides like my outdoor, like they didn't wrap up the outdoor chairs, things like that. But anything inside, if it gets damaged or scratched, like they're liable for that or broken. They didn't do because we were moving down the street. And for this next move, like all the pictures and all that stuff, I'll just take over the house because that's a whole other animal. Like anything in the kitchen, we'll just put in a box and take it over ourselves. And then what my dad said that they used last time is they will actually unpack boxes. Like they'll pack it up for you and unpack it for you for where you are. So there's all sorts of different levels of how you can actually get this assistance and help when you're packing and moving. So that's super helpful, you know, and I don't know if you have anything else to, you had a story you said. Yeah, I do have a story because one of my, a woman I know from a while ago, Leah. So, Hey, Leah asked me about the freedom tour and she's packing up all of her stuff and putting some of it in storage and going on also a road trip living i don't know if she's living out of her car but whatever she's doing and so she had asked about the freedom tour because for the freedom tour i got rid of really the vast majority of my things and what i kept filled like a quarter of the smallest storage unit you could get. It was really (laughs) minimal. And, you know, here's an example of the sort of letting go. My friend Danielle, hey, Danielle Veith, I don't know if you're listening, but give you a shout out. Danielle said she was so struck because she was, this is about getting help. Danielle was so helpful packing up because like 
maybe two weeks before I was supposed to leave on the road trip, the Freedom Tour, which is a 10-month road trip that Mike and I lived on the road together out of my Prius and traveled the country, we did 42 states and 39,000 miles. What was it? 34,000 miles and 41 states. 34,000 miles, 41 states. And Danielle, it was supposed to be just me, but then Mike came along on the first five days and he never left. You invited um, me. That's our that's our love story, which I think we told in our first episode of the podcast, if you want to listen. So Danielle was like two weeks before was like, hey, how's the packing going? And I was like, hey, I haven't started. And she said, do you want help? And so Danielle, actually, I was going through a really emotional time at that time of my life. There were some things going on with my mom and I was leaving my life in New York. It was just like a really big time. So I actually really did need help. And so Danielle would come over almost every day and just literally sit there with me and pack up stuff and be like, are we keeping this? Are we getting rid of it? Are we keeping this? Are we getting rid of it? And I needed her. to. I mean, I'm sure I could have gotten it done myself, but like it was really helpful. And one thing I remember, she was packing up my plates at the time in the kitchen. And she was like, are you keeping this or are you giving it away? And I was like, oh, I'm going to give those away. And she was like, really, you're going to need plates again because you're going to live in a house again. And I said to her, which I don't recall, but she told me this story. Apparently, I said, oh, no, the next time I'm getting a house and like needing plates, I'll be with my guy so we can just pick them out together. Serious? Yeah. And she was like... But you kept your pots and pants. Yeah, because they're really good pots and pants. The plates I was not attached oh, to. Oh, got it. Pots okay. and pans are more of an investment. Plates are kind of True. like, whatever. I did have these really cute plates. But anyway, she was so struck by that because apparently I really knew in my bones that the next time I needed plates, I would have my guy. And it turns out that's true because Mike actually brought plates into our relationship. And pots and which pans. Which my dad now has the plates. Anyway. <laughs> so Where? At their apartment in Portland. Oh, really? Those are their plates and bowls that they use. The old one, the ones you brought up yeah, there. Oh, yeah, because they came and took them Yeah, from they're us. like yeah. greenish. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so my dad has Mike's plates that he had in Arizona. But here's the other thing that Because we bought new ones. Yes, we did. Well, yeah. We got them for our wedding. For our wedding, yeah. So my friend Erica also came over during that time, and I could not figure out. I really struggle with packing for trips. I used to have my friend Ellen, who also is a listener. Hello, Ellen Fullen. This is like um, a shout this out. This is a podcast. shout out podcast. So Ellen, I would literally invite her over during high school and college when I had to pack. I would invite Ellen over because I needed moral support because it gives me anxiety that I'm going to forget something or pack the wrong thing. And so Ellen would sit there and help me so that I didn't pack everything. And so Erica came over because I could not fathom what the heck am I going to put in a bag for a road trip of indefinite length, but for the first five days are sort of a first date with this guy that I liked. So Erica literally came over and she just packed for me. Like she just went through my clothes and she was like, I'm putting this in. I'm not putting this in. I did not discuss it with her. So during the Freedom Tour, that first couple of months, like I just had what Erica thought I needed. That's amazing. (laughs) And it was great. So that's an example of the details don't matter that much. Like I knew I would have clothes and Erica's a very sane person. I wouldn't have had just anybody come do that. But like Erica, you know, she always showed up looking good. So I just had Erica pack for me and I just trusted her and I let it go. And I let Danielle make some of the decisions about what I was keeping and what I was getting rid of. So I had packing parties all through my last couple of weeks in New York. And then what I did is I invited... So I was having a going away party, but inevitably everyone can't come see you during your going away party. And so what I did is I sent out an email to everyone I knew in New York City and 
they were welcome to stop by during the packing parties of the last couple of weeks of my being in New York. But the catch was if you came by, you had to leave with something. So you couldn't leave my apartment unless you took something with you that I was getting rid of. So like my friend Andre took all my throw pillows. Moby took a vase and something else. He didn't want to take anything because he's such a minimalist, but he took a vase because I made him. My friend Lori took my, I had this awesome moose door knocker. So like all these people ended up going home with a little piece of my life. And so that was really an easy way to get rid of my stuff and also an easy way to say goodbye to people. And Laura Garnett also helped a lot. I don't know if Laura, if you listen to the podcast, but I just want to give a shout out to Laura Garnett because she was there helping quite a bit too. And so did my sister, Annie helped quite a bit. So that's my story about asking for help with moving. I, as you may have noticed during this podcast, I don't have a lot of trouble asking for help. I figure I just need help with everything. And if I make it a party and feed people, they're usually happy to do it. So (laughs) yeah, and most people will offer to help you as well. Like with moving, like even friends are right now are like, oh, you need help with moving. And we're going to move a lot of stuff over like I'll be moving a lot of stuff over ourselves yeah even my mom was like oh now you're moving later I can actually help you and I was like great the way you can help is Is playing with Penelope Penelope. yeah (laughs) so it's like to take people up on that but like the big stuff our furniture and things like like I have no desire to ever lift furniture ever again you know to move it oh that's gonna be um you know unless it's in our house etc but like really moving that stuff in and out of the house like the movers are going to take care of that and with other people that volunteer to help, like bring them over, you know, buy them pizza or whatever food you guys desire, Chipotle or whatever that may be, and just go out to lunch and, you know, take people up on what they're actually offering to do. And if they're offering, they would like to help you. So they want to be of service. You know, we have that innate desire to be of service. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. So to review, just real quick, the tips are start early. So start earlier than you think you're going to need because you want to eliminate things before you move. And one of the frameworks for figuring out what to eliminate is tip number three, which is if you haven't used it in a year, it goes. Or if it does not spark joy, it goes. Then we talked about our keepsakes and keeping beautiful boxes for different events or different years of your life and then get help. So those are our tips for packing, moving, and decluttering. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found it practical and helpful, please share it with your friends. Also, we would love you to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. We love the reviews. Even if you have constructive criticism, we'd love to hear that as well. We always want to improve. And then you can hear all the episodes over at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast and you can leave a comment there of course please don't forget to subscribe which yeah. you can do on and iTunes. you can leave a one star if you think this is one star and you can leave a five star if you think this is five if star. you leave a one star i'd like to know why right if you just love us and want to leave a five star you don't have to leave a comment <laughs> <laughs> no that you can't get away no, with either that. way leave we'd love to know what works what doesn't <laughs> You're hilarious um and if you have ideas for future episodes or further questions please the best way to communicate that with us is probably over at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast is just to leave it in the comments that is probably the best way to ask for future episodes or leave a comment or a question so thanks for listening happy packing moving and decluttering bye guys Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrop.com forward slash tools. 
See you on the next episode.